The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a business ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. Glad to be here. We're here each and every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time or 5 Pacific Time, depending on which side of the coast, left or right, you are on. We're going to talk some horses, have some special guests. Great special guest tonight, John Engelhart, president of the Turf Publicist, is going to be joining us. We're going to have some callers, questions, and if you could be one of the callers, that would be great. Some hot selections, and my favorite part of the show, power play handicapping. And I'm always going to throw out the number at the very beginning of the show, so if you want to get on board, have a little bit of fun, we encourage you to do so because this is your show. Dial us up at 1-888-346-9144, one 346 9144 a little bit about me. I said it last week, and I'll probably say it each and every week until you become a little bit more comfortable with me. I'm an avid handicapper. I love to watch horses. Right now, I'm watching TVG. I'm even watching Meadowlands as they're running on a wet track, but I still love it. I'm an avid horse player. I've worked in the industry for right around 20 years. I played, I've qualified, and I've won some handicapping contests. Not, not as of lately, but I'm working on that. I am working on that as we speak. But to put it in a barrel with the bottom, I love to play the horses just like you do. And I'd love to hear from you. If you've got a hot play, dial us up. If you've got an opinion on racing, dial us up because you could win some great prizes. So you once again, one 346 9144 Just give us a finger, dial us up, and you can be heard. So before we kick things off, I'd like to throw out our trivia question of the week because I think you're going to need to think on this one just a little bit. The trivia question of the week. This will garner you some really cool, nifty stuff from Winning Ponies. Really nice cap, nice T-shirt, and they are cool. Hall of Fame rider and the last rider to complete the Triple Crown, Steve Coffin. Where did he ride his first winner? Hall of Fame rider and the last rider to complete the Triple Crown, Steve Coffin. Where did he ride his first winner? So if you can get that... You can just dial us up at 1-888-346-9144, and you'll win some cool, nifty, winning pony prizes. I mean, the lids are really looking good. The shirts are spectacular. Matter of fact, I've got some to pass out to some players. They are absolutely going to love them. Well, if you were under a rock last week, it is time that I just kind of get you caught up with a national racing report, and I'll try to move this right along just to, just to kind of recap and encapsulate if you missed it, if you're under a rock, if you just weren't paying attention, but more so if you were, it kind of keeps it fresh in your mind. Big drama. He skips the Breeders' Cup Juvenile after, after racking up four straight wins at his home base in South Florida. He rolls against nine rivals in the $750,000 Boyd Gaming Delta jackpot. That is a mouthful. Seven hundred fifty grand. He was an unknown factor. 
But by the time he crossed the line, uh, he was he was a length ahead of Westside Bernie. His credentials are a little bit more impressive, but uh, this is definitely one that you're going to take a look at. This big drama down at Delta Downs, and in the companion, there was a three hundred thousand dollar boy gaming Delta Princess, powered by UBED, and four gifts scores in this one very very big. The favorite uh, CS Silk uh, got a run and had a slim advantage, but just just could not hold off the winner there. So right in the uh, the girls version there, you uh, you had four gifts that really did exactly what she wanted. On the international scene, at the Sunday's Japan Dirt uh, in the Japan Cup, uh, uh, was, uh, was a week earlier, Kane Hakili, the 2005 winner, rebounded. A 2005 winner rebounds off of a long injury layoff to win overhead. I mean, that was very impressive in Japan. At Hollywood Park, Champ Alices returned in the turf at the $250,000 Hollywood Turf Cup after an unsuccessful trip in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and that was one tough race to really be uh, really be swinging at. Ed. But actually scores in this race very impressively. And I believe we've got our first caller in. We've got Bill from New Jersey. Bill, welcome to Bullying Ponies. Yeah, good evening. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing? Pretty good out here in New Jersey. It is indeed raining, uh, so we're not at the Meadowlands tonight in the mud. I was just watching it. It was really looking at, you know what, I, I'd watch practically anything with racing. Are you going to take a shot at the, uh, at the big trivia uh, question for the evening? Yes, I'd like to do that. Okay. It is, once again, it's Hall of Fame rider and the last rider to complete the Triple Crown, Steve Cawthon. Where did he ride his first winner? That would have been uh, Churchill Downs. Oh, you got the Downs part right, but, uh, uh, well, not even the Downs part. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you, it's, in, it's close. It's close, but it's not it, though. It's close, but uh, if you go about 110 miles in, in a direction, you might hit it. But uh, that would have been a really good guess. If I would have, you know, I've known Steve for many years, and, uh, and, he, and he's a very nice guy. But uh, actually, it was a little smaller track. I probably got mixed up with his first race, which was Churchill Downs then. Well, he actually, he actually broke his maiden at this track. That's what we were looking for. And, and I even got a little bit of a bonus for you. For, and you'll be listening a little bit. Who was the actual horse? So. A little something to be listening there, Bill, but uh, thanks for giving us a call in. You got any hot ones for the weekend? No, I haven't looked yet, but uh, we'll be checking them out probably tomorrow. Well, Bill, hey, thanks for the call, and we, we'd love to hear from you. All right, great show. Thanks. All right, thank you. Well, Bill took a shot there. Once again, we're going to throw out the trivia question. Hall of Fame rider and the last rider to complete the Triple Crown, Steve Coffin. Where did he ride his first winner? This is a little toughy. He had a Churchill Downs, and I gave a little hint there. I, I have to say I gave a little hint. Bill took a really good swing at it. But it's, it's roughly about 110 miles away, and we'll see if anybody else wants to step up and take a shot at it. Back to the national racing scene. Champelisis wins the $250,000 Hollywood Turf Cup. Very impressive there for uh, trainer Bobby Frankel. And, and, I, and I really think that, that that was a real nice race. And actually, if you got to see it, you wouldn't have believed it because Jose Valdivia did a very, very nice job. And Julian Le Peru, I believe, was vacationing in Hawaii, and he missed out a little bit, but he has to have some time off. But what a pickup mount for Jose Valdivia. And then Slew's Tizzy stalked the pace in the Saturday's $100,000 native diver and uh, wins by a head down the stretch. So Slew's Tizzy getting the job done in the native diver at Hollywood Park. And Bree Cat and Sunday's $150,000 Bayakoa handicap for Phillies and Mares extended an advantage by two and a quarter lengths over the favorite model. So Bree Cat doing, uh, doing her duty. 
Out of Zia Park, Golden Yank set off the pace early in Saturday's $158,000 Zia Park Derby. That is some big cabbage to run for. Zia Park, Golden Yank doing uh, runs a mile on the 16th and doing yeoman's work there. Jamie Terrio ships out there and stings him quite well. This guy can ride, and you know what? He's a nice money rider, and you'll see him practically pop up anywhere. Also, Dana Calder last weekend, Spice Route on Saturday's $100,000 Tropical Turf Handicap worked to the late lead in the stretch drive and prevailed just by a slim margin of a nose of her favorite soldier's dancer who was gangbusters flying, gangbusters flying down the lane. And uh, Javier Castellano up for Roger Adfield, big-time trainer up uh, a little north of the way in Canada. Roger Adfield, anywhere he's uh, saddling a horse is definitely worth a look. And also in Saturday's $100,000 My Charmer for Phillies, Wild Promises led from gate to wire and uh, won a length of her Callwood Dancer. Rutherian was uh, was third as the favorite. Rutherian was closing like, oh, just like nobody's business, but just had no excuses, especially dropping from grade one company down to the grade, grade three company. And, you know, everyone thought that uh, Rutherian was really going to get it done, but Wild Promises wired them, you know, winning trainer Greg Gilchrist, you know, pretty much protects her racing at home in Northern California and stretches out and goes down to Florida, and he is going to come back, come back on Gulfstream Park January 24th for the $500,000 Sunshine Millions Philly Turf. Up at Aqueduct, you had a shot. You took a look at Haynesfield leading gate to wire in Sunday's $75,000 Damon Runyon. Very impressive here. Two-year-old, and I, and I emphasize two-year-old because this is somebody you're going to want to keep on your radar, Ramon Dominguez for trainer Steve Asmussen. So don't forget about Haynesfield looking very good. And we'll round it out with Turfway Park. And if you were kissed with a twist, because that was, one of my, that was actually one of my plays of the week. It was one of my power plays. Wins by a bobbled, uh, bobbled nose there and uh, gets, the, gets the job done. Bobbles out of the gate a little bit. Saturday's $50,000 My Charmer stakes for fillies and mares, and he had to work through horses to get the lead in the stretch. And uh, this four-year-old uh, son, uh, bred by Lemon Drop uh, Kid, got the job done, beating Crypto Quip, and, uh, and eventually finished out by two and a quarter lengths under Miguel Mena and ran, uh, ran the mile in the 16th in the all-weather track of 147-2. and two. So it's really looking pretty good there on the national scene. So if you were uh, if you were actually actually at the track, you got to see some of the best racing there, which is kind of fun. And also, I believe we've got uh, we've got another uh, shot here. I don't know if he wants to come in or not, but you know what? If we got a shot, we can toss him in. If somebody wanted to take a shot at the uh, the handicapping uh, or the trivia question of the week for the handicappers, that is. But uh, no, I don't think we do. But maybe we'll toss it out there again. Hall of Fame rider and the last rider to complete the Triple Crown, Steve Cawthon. Where did he ride his first winter? That is a pretty tough question, I have to say. But it's well worth it. You get some really good goodies from winning ponies, and I have to tell you, it is definitely worth it. Each week we're going to talk a little bit about winning ponies, and we're going to kind of break it down to you. Something I want to talk about this week is for the state-of-the-art site. All you have to do is dial up www.winningponies.com. It's really easy to use. And this is how you begin, the tiered levels, the selections that come from winning ponies are broken down into tiers. This allows players to see the top selections, the middle picks, and the selections that are at the top of the exotics multi-race wagers, and it gives players the opportunity to decide for themselves which data fits their needs. So the tiered, the tiered levels really make it easy. You have to check it out. 
yourself. And I really think that once you do, you're really going to enjoy that. I believe we got Bill from New Jersey. Uh, Bill, are you calling back in? Yeah, you know what? I, I sat here and thought about this and thought about this. Fired away. And I'm, I'm, thinking, uh, I'm thinking it was River Downs. <laughs> Congratulations. Was it the hint that gave it away? No, actually it wasn't. I was thinking about his career and where he was running. I mean, who didn't, who didn't follow Cawson's career, you know? That, that, is, that is a good portion there. I, I have to give you the bonus part of this, though. See if you can pick this out. Do you know the name of the horse? Red Pipe. Oh, man. You do, can you give me the year? <laughs> now I'm pushing it, right? Say, I want to say 76. Oh, right on the money. Okay, what you're going to want to do is dial me an email, shoot me an email at ed at winningponies.com, and you're going to collect on some nifty winning pony prizes. We're going to get them out to you. Is that okay? Hey, thanks very much. Hey, thanks so much, Bill. Good talking thanks, to you. Ed. Take care. Well, the, uh, the num- the went right on down, the number man pick, uh, number one pick uh, came right back. You know what? I think it was the hint. I keep thinking it was the hint that uh, gave Bill the break, but either which way, but he calls the name of the horse the year and the rider. And I have to say, Stevie Cawthon was biding his time at Little River Downs, and he was doing quite well, and uh, that's before he really hit the big-time national circuit. So a whole lot of fun. Well, that's our first segment in the books. When we return, we've already talked national racing. We're talking a little bit about winning ponies. When we return, we're going to be talking to our guest of the week. That is Mr. John Collins Engelhart, president of the Turf Public America. So stay tuned for Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. I'm looking for a 
And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I am your host, Ed Meyer, and I'm still sitting here having a whole lot of fun. It is during this segment that we have our special guest of the week, and this is a very, very nifty special guest. As our guests are going to take you behind the scenes, and they're going to take you into racing like nobody else can. Join us tonight is the president of the Turf Publicists of America and publicity director at Riverdowns, Mr. John Collins Engelhardt. Good evening, John. How you doing? I'm doing good. I've been called a lot of things, but never nifty before. <laughs> well, you know, I've called you a few other things, but I like nifty the best. <laughs> Ed, good to hear your voice. Uh, glad you've got the this, this show on Winning Podies. You're just the man to be piloting that microphone. Well, thanks a lot, John. I appreciate the, uh, the welcome words. And as we get started, and as we get started with each and every guest, can you paint a little picture of you, what you do, and, and just kind of how you got started in the big game of racing? Well, it might not be a little picture. It might have to go uh, horizontal with this <laughs> one. But uh, anyhow, I uh, grew up in upstate New York, and uh, the racetrack was a, a good place to go for my family. Uh, we used to all meet uh, at Saratoga during the summers. Uh, my brother Bob uh, worked up there as a white cap and uh, as a wee lad, I would kind of run bets for him. You weren't allowed to bet while you were on the job. So uh, he kind of had a section, and I'd run bets for him and his partner, Johnny Sinchirico, and walk back to the jack's room with the likes of Raleigh Obeza and uh, Willie Shoemaker, as he was called back then, and uh, just developed an early uh, love of uh, the entire environment that, uh, that racing gives us, uh, not only the action but the, the characters that uh, – uh, the, the track provides us with. So, you know, I grew up with, the, you know, a, a great starting point. When you start at Saratoga, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to go, to go up. Um, and, and just got a love of the game. My brother Bob then taught me, you know, kind of the ins and outs of handicap, and I'd help him late at night after we'd get the, the newspaper from Colson's at midnight uh, down uh, in Albany, New York. And, uh, you know, from there uh, I went to college and then uh, on weekends started sneaking down to, to River Downs. I went to the University of Dayton and uh, I used to bring my camera with me. One thing led to another and I got to meet the people uh, behind the scenes at the track and uh, my first job in racing was that of a uh, track photographer. And uh, then from there got into the publicity end of things, began uh, writing uh, for the Daily Racing Forum and for the Ohio Thoroughbred Magazine and uh, hooked on as the publicist at both uh, Beulah Park and River Downs, uh, where I am today. It sounds like quite a resume there, John, but the very beginning part when you talked about Saratoga, I think we've all kind of started out in one way, shape, or form for a brother, a dad, a cousin, Uncle Bill, whomever actually took us to the track, but we all kind of uh, were indoctrinated in that same way, but I really think that that's quite a resume. And once again, congratulations. I said it before as uh, being nominated for the president of the Turf Publicists of America. Well, not only been nominated, but been elected now, Ed, so I'll have to follow through. Uh, the Turf Publicists of America, about a 200 membership, uh, and it involves, you know, the track PR guys and, and marketing people um, across the country. Of course, uh, that's beginning to, to broaden its horizon, too, with the, the professionalism of bloggers, and, of course, we have a lot of uh, television hosts and uh, radio hosts uh, like yourself, so um, some of the uh, restrictions on who's allowed in the Turf Publicists of America uh, has been broadened. Uh, the bottom line is it's, it's a lot of idea sharing, um, a lot of networking. Uh, if I find uh, that there, there's a story but it originated uh, 
at, at Finger Lakes Racetrack. I can pick up the phone and call the TPA member, and he can give me perhaps a complete background or some side stories on the jockey owner or trainer that I'm doing a story on. So it's kind of like we all try to help, help one another on a personal basis in the TPA. And then, of course, our goal is to, to just help bring racing to the forefront. As you know, racing lost a toehold on the, uh, the nation when we didn't really embrace our sport into television when we first had the opportunity years ago, and we, we've paid for it ever since. Uh, in the old days, it was, it was baseball and horse racing, and uh, now it, it's hard to find us on the back page of uh, the most major papers in the country. John, to that point, do you think we need to start thinking out of the box and not just going by the rules of the norm? Um, well, like the guy on that Coke commercial, I hate the term thinking out of the box. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, we've got to stay on the cutting edge. And, and right now, just as, you know, who would have thought that, that you would be doing what you're doing right now? Um, and uh, what the heck was a dot-com uh, 15 years ago. So what we've got to do is we've got to stay on the cutting edge. We've got to stay on top of it. Um, I, I know that, you know, I've got sons uh, from high school to college age. They don't pick up a newspaper anymore, but they will dial up and get their headlines or get their information uh, off the Internet. So I think, you know, part of what we have to do is to stay um, on top of what's going on with the Internet and use that as an important means of uh, communication. Uh, the other thing is uh, YouTube. I looked to my right, and there's a YouTube on the screen here where I am. And, uh, you know, to, to get the visuals out there, you could have tutorials out there. As a matter of fact, uh, an individual I know that you've, you've seen and, and heard before, uh, comedian Mark Klein, uh, here, here's, he's come up with a fantastic angle. He does a whole comedy skit on horse racing. So he might draw people in that, just because of his comedy and introduce him to racing and he talks about some of the inside fun at the races and his family's experiences and he's, he's put it on a, on a video now and you can actually see it. It's called um, uh, lifeisahorse.com on YouTube. So if anybody <laughs> just wants name. to see an example of what I'm talking about, they could go to Life is a Horse on YouTube. But the idea here is maybe you would have you know a day at the races for a group and then go over to the clubhouse and turn it into a comedy club for the night with racetrack humor. I, that, I would have to say, is thinking out of the box. That's something I've never uh, heard that, that's been done before. But, yeah, I think, I think we all need to uh, find new angles, and we need to stay on top of what the new generation is. I've seen your photo, Ed, and I know what I look like. There's too many guys at the racetrack that look like <laughs> you and me, and we need to get the younger set back out to the races. I can't agree with you more. And as president of the TPA, and you talked about uh, bringing racing back and reviving it, and you're talking about some new angles with Mark Klein, which I think is really terrific. But I have to come back to the big question of not only in the state of Ohio, but all states. What are your feelings about alternative gaming as an addition to racetracks? Well, I think uh, you could call it a necessary evil or a double-edged sword, uh, whichever way uh, you, you want to go. Uh, most people will tell you that, you know, ab absolutely we want the money to be able to invigorate the purses and therefore, uh, you know, stimulate the sport. But people that have been around Racino, should you want to call them that, will also tell you that a lot of the organizations tend to want to kind of skewer the fan base that comes to those facilities towards the machines because I think on a day-to-day -day or per capita basis they're going to get more money out of the patron from the machines uh, than they are at the racetrack, you know, at the machine, it's, it's, it's a mile a minute. And at the races, as you know, uh, it, it takes 25 minutes between posts. Um, 
So by saying it's a double-edged sword, yes, the money can stimulate and help us and really help the horseman and the purse account, but uh, we've got to make sure, I think, that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and turn the attention away from the racing uh, strictly to the casino uh, side of the, of the gambling that, that's come to so many of these facilities. You know, a hobby for you, and the reason I know this is because I've actually seen your work and it's very good. A hobby turn per part-time profession is equine photography. Can you give us some of your glimpses through the lens? Who are some of the most memorable that you've actually uh, captured? Yeah, well, you know, I started as a kid. I was, the other day I was going through a shoebox, and I found uh, Bill Shoemaker winning the Alabama on Gamely. I think that was back in 62, so I'm dating myself. And it's always, it's always been a love of mine ever since I had that brownie camera around my neck at Saratoga. Um, of course, uh, anybody that has had the rare opportunity to have been around Big Red Secretariat when he was alive will know that the star quality that came off him was unbelievable. I mean, he knew he was the man. And uh, when he would uh, strike a pose, it was just unbelievable. He knew uh, that that you were there to take his picture and all you had to do was was bring that camera lens up and he would freeze like he was a statue it was it was just fantastic i mean his uh, his presence uh, was was phenomenal um, on a personal basis, there was a horse at River Downs years ago by the name of the White Fox. I think at the time he was one of 23 uh, rare, pure white thoroughbreds, not albino, but white. And this horse had such a personality, besides the fact that he had, was kind of this ghostly image when you would go back there as the sunset on the backstretch. Uh, he, he, he was something else. He had a great personality, too. His favorite thing was to get his tongue massaged. He would just melt <laughs> if you kind of rubbed on his tongue. And people loved to have their picture taken with the, the White Fox because he was such a rare. So, uh, you know, there's uh, two standouts at two different ends of the spectrum, uh, Big Red and Big White. John, as a man of many hats, the president of the TPA, photographer, a publicity director, River Downs is a very family-oriented facility, and we've had some very unique events. Uh, tell our listeners about some at River Downs. Well, you know, it, it is. We're going into uh, our 85th season being on the river uh, at Cincinnati, and it's always played very well. Uh, to, to the community. Um, and uh, so, as, as you know, we've got to do more and more things to get people out to the races rather than just say, hey, we've got a $100,000 stakes race. So, you know, some of the events uh, that, that we have, one of our biggest ones annually is the Wiener Dog Races. Uh, we'll pack 8,000 people into the place. More and more people come as the races go on that day uh, for the Wiener Dogs. Of course, what we do with a lot of our activities uh, like the Wiener Dog Races, is turn a lot of the profits over to, uh, in this case, Animal Rescue. But, you know, the Wiener Dogs is just hilarious. It brings the people out. Uh, we have a family day that's always kids-themed with, like, let's say, a Disney theme or whatever the new Star Wars or a pirate movie out, that that brings them out. Uh, one thing that uh, River Downs has always prided themselves on, now, I think going on 20 years now, every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we provide free pony rides for the kids. And it's, it's a huge hit. Uh, sometimes it's the first time a child's ever petted a horse, let alone ridden one, and I see a lot of return kids saying, Daddy, I want to go back and ride my pony, and more often than not, daddies don't have a real problem taking their kids back to the racetrack <laughs> next week. It, and, you know, I, I've, I've, read, I've read a lot of your writing, and you have some very innovative ideas. And you know what? Something that really kind of caught my eye and caught my ear, and it, it really took attention because it took national attention out there, and you actually came up with a very unique event out of River Downs, and it was Man versus Horse. 
It was. I mean, that's another one. If you're going up looking for Mark Klein on YouTube, you can go up and look for Chad Johnson. Uh, it was quite an event, again, that we tied to, uh, to his, his charity, Feed the Children. And uh, Chad, uh, whose popularity was at a peak at the time, um, came out to the track and uh, ran against a racehorse. Of course, we had staged a, a similar uh, event about 15 years ago when Chris Collinsworth was in his heyday. Now, back then, uh, we had Patricia Cooksey ride, ride, a, ride a horse and beat Collinsworth by a nose. And so we thought it would be kind of a similar finish uh, last year when Chad ran, but not so. Let me tell you, this guy can fly, and he beat, once again, we got uh, PJ to come out of retirement. She says, hey, she was undefeated against the Bengals, as many people are in the last decade. Um, so uh, she, she decided to go ahead and, uh, and, and take him on. Chad beat her by about 20 lengths. But it, it was great interaction between Cooksey and Chad. And once again, I'd have to say we probably brought out about 10,000-plus fans. So you've got to do other things in racing right now. And anybody that's, that's a publicist or a marketing person in racing knows this. You know, it, it's, it's not the $2 bet anymore. It's giving the people entertainment in addition to our great race action. Well, John, they're playing your song, Roadhouse Blues. We'd like to thank you as elected president of the Turf Publicists of America, which I know you're going to do a stellar job and publicity director, River Downs. John Engelhart, thanks for your time, and thanks for being with us on Winning Ponies. Well, thank you, Ed. You can be sure I'll be tuning in every week, and if I miss a show, I'll be going back to the podcast. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Thank That's been John Collins Engelhart, River Downs Vice, or excuse me, President of Turf Publicists of America was vice president but now he has upstepped his uh, his status so we are going to time to head out to another break when we return we're going to be talking more about vegans handicapping dangerous dan- winning ponies the fans now have a voice to speak their mind no holds barred I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next. Your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1 888 stroke today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kick. 
beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Not going to O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and we're here each and every Thursday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, Talking horses, having guests, and preparing to pick winners for the weekend. We had John Collins Englehart, president, just elected president of the Turf Publicists of America and publicity director River Downs. He joined us. Very, I called him a nifty guest because he's quite the character, but he is a wealth of information. So he was quite a lot of fun. And you know what? I've had somebody holding very patiently in line. Jim, welcome to Winning Ponies. Hello, how are you doing? How are you doing, Jim? Hey, thanks for the call, and thanks for uh, waiting patiently. Oh, no problem. I just you know wanted to call in and say uh, thank you for yesterday. I was uh, you know at, at Aqueduct Park and I uh, was using the winning the winning pony selections from the uh, website and uh, you know was able to hit a pick four and a and a pick three yesterday. Sweet. So how are the holidays going to be treating you? Uh quite quite well. The the, the pick four was fifty eight hundred uh, and the pick the pick three was twenty two. So uh, you know I usually uh, handicap every night and I. Check. I uh, check the site in the morning to see, you know, the top, the tier one horses, and uh, make sure I don't I don't miss anything. So that was very very helpful, and I just wanted to thank uh, thank you, Ed, and uh, well, whoever works at Winning Ponies for for uh, you know helping me out with my with with my race selection. You're very welcome. Winning Ponies does all the magic. They're a state-of-the-art system, and I have to tell you what, they're just not limited to one track or just a set of races. But we're very glad you won, Jim. Hey, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for holding. All right, thank you. All right, we're going to talk about some other biggins here, and we're also going to be waiting for my man, Dangerous Dan. This guy is a red-hot handicapper. I'd call him a professional. He, he kind of blushes a little bit when I use that word, but Dangerous Dan is going to be calling in with his super red-hot plays of the week. And if you were paying attention last week, you did okay with Dan and uh, my picks. And uh, as you just heard Jim talking, he was talking about biggins. And I'm going to run across a couple of them here. December 6th, race 3 at Turfway Park. Winning Ponies took one down a super key for $31,676.20. Also, Race 4 Beulah. See how they're jumping around there? Another super key, $7,900. Race 6 at Beautiful Beulah Park, another super box, ten grand, $10,134 to be exact. Then on December 8th, Race 1 at Calder, there was a super fecta key, $6,000. $756. I mean, even my man Dangerous Dan's going to be uh, stretching to reach these kind of numbers. And then we even had one on December 10th, and this was a beautiful, beautiful super key out of Beulah Park, $953.80. And as you just heard Jim talking about, it does come true, and it does happen. So all you have to do is dial up Winning Ponies. Check it out for yourself. Because no matter what I say or, or the many times that I can actually tell you how easy to use, it's a state-of-the-art system that you can actually be a beginning handicapper or you can you can be a seasoned professional 
this can be a way to kind of filter things down, and you need to check it out yourself by dialing up www.winningponies.com. And I have to say, jump in, because you will not win unless you get in. This segment, we always open up to callers, and if you'd like to have a voice, and if you'd like to give us a hot one, or if you'd just like to give us a testimonial, an opinion, or something about racing, we'd love to hear from you at one 346 9144 It's one 888-346-9144, and we're open up to callers, and uh, love to hear from you, because this is your show, and uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. So, as a professional handicapper that we are waiting for, Dangerous Dan, we also had Jim, who also scored this week very big, and as you can see, it's just not limited to the guys out there that make a living at it. He stepped right up at Aqueduct, and he smacked him down pretty good. Hey, I wanted to make mention of something that I read this past week. Now, this was a rider that actually rode on the Kentucky and Ohio circuit starting off. She was a native of Montana by the name of Chris Prather. She actually didn't enter the world of thoroughbred racing. She burst onto it. I mean, she was like a woman on a mission, and she actually is now write, writing to writing. Yes, she is writing a book, and all she wanted to do was ride in the very beginning, but now she is writing. And she had a horse that flipped on her to the gate, so this led to a brand-new career from her. So you're going to want to take your, uh, take your uh, noggin and uh, kind of head in the direction of Chris Prather to see what she's got to say. And she really came under the tutelage of Donna Brothers, Donna Barton Brothers, married uh, trainer Frank Brothers, and they uh, began writing journals. And then she focused, and she put her first book together. And her first book was titled The Horse Tamer's Niece, and was sent to publishers, and it is doing remarkably well. That is The Horse Tamer's Niece. It is by Chris Prather. She was a great little rider. I'm sure she's going to be a very nice rider, and she's going to be a lot of fun to follow. And you know who's on board? My man, Dangerous Dan. Welcome to Winning Ponies. Good evening, Ed. How are you doing this evening? I couldn't be better, my friend. You know, we were just talking about professional handicappers. I said it made you blush a little bit. Is that true? I'm shy. You know that. <laughs> you are shy. Dan, where are we going with Dangerous Dan's Hot Picks of the Week? Last week I was one for two with a scratch. The only winner I had was Champalisi's. Um, let me go to uh, Eighth of Fairgrounds. i got four for you this week, Ed. Lay it on uh, me. Eighth of Fairgrounds, the uh, state bred for Phillies and Merida, Louisiana Lassie Stakes for 100000 for state bred Phillies going two-year-old Phillies. Love the one, Warrior Maid, trained by Larry Jones. He's shipping this horse in. He's spotting this horse well. Shipping down from Delaware, bringing regular rider Terry Thompson, getting first-time Lasix. Uh, Broke his maiden in his only start, wore down the leader. Uh, looks like he's going to be stalking. Had a really nice work on November 20th, won three furlongs at 35-2. and two. Best, That was a bullet work that day, best of 24. I, I love him on top, or love her on top. Tristing, uh, the two-year-old filly by Alki. Alki was a very fast uh, two-year-old. I believe that uh, this is... His first crop, and Tom Amos, trainee, written by James Graham. Uh, we're getting eight to one on him. Warrior Mates five to one. The horse I would put with him also is Master Link, uh, Dance Master, two-year-old filly, trained by uh, Morris Nick. Robbie Alvarado's getting him out. P Val's going to seven seventy-three, who I think will take a lot of money. I don't think that this horse will win. I'm going to stick with Warrior Maid. I kind of like your pick of Warrior Maid, Larry Jones. Uh, he's got a new rider with Terry Thompson. Gabe Saez, a uh, nice rider. You're getting first-time Lasix there. So you're liking Warrior Maid. You're liking Master Link. 
And we are throwing it in with, your third was what? Trice, Trice, oh, Masterlink was third. I like Warrior Made with Tricing and Masterlink. And you've got uh, Larry Jones, Tom Amos, and Morris Nix. Three very nice trainers for the eighth at Fairgrounds. Now where are we heading to, Danny Boy? We're going to go to the 10th at Fairgrounds. We're going we're gonna to stick a Fairgrounds, go to the 10th, a state-bred Louisiana Classic $150,000 stakes race for three-year-olds and upward. I, I really like a horse here called Grand Minute. Uh, Grand Minute is a five-year-old gelding trained by Albert Stahl, ridden by Robbie Alvarado. If you look at the uh, running line for this horse, he uh, ran in the Mr. Sulu Stakes, the state-bred race, on a mile and 16th that was taken off the turf. Pinched at the start, six wide at the quarter pole, missed all the money by two lengths. This horse was 13 to, 13 to 1 that day. Look for this horse. If he gets out of the gate a little better, I, I think wins this. He's running against several that came out of them, came out of the Mr. Sulu. Snug came out of the Mr. Sulu, ran second at 14 to 1. Uh, Stalked was three wide, and the form says second best. Use him with with Grand Minute. And my third selection here is Southern Invasion, written by Gerald Melanson. Keith Borgias is the trainer. Keith Borgias is 23% for the year, and when he uses Gerald Melanson, they're 30% for the year. So that's those the, are some pretty tough numbers to even contend with. You know, somebody, you know, of all your selections here, somebody that I may add in there in a super factor is Star Guitar, also cross-centered in the Louisiana Champion uh, Special $100,000 race. And there's 14 horses in that, and there's only six in here. Which do you think Star Guitar is going to pull the uh, strings for? I think Star Guitar is going to go in the other race. I think he's going to be scratched here. Um, Albert Stahl's got both horses going. Um, the, the Grand Minute's got a, some stakes ability. Um, already he's been in the stakes. Star Guitar did win the Louisiana Juvenile at Fairgrounds uh, December of last year. Um, don't know if uh, what Stahl's doing. He's got two of them. He's got them crossed under. I, I look for Star Guitar to be scratched, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. You've been wrong. Can we can we make book on that? No. <laughs> okay, we've got we got a couple minutes till we head out to break. Let's try to squeeze in another. Okay, let's go to ninth at Calder. Ninth at yep. Calder. Fred W. Hooper handicap, grade three, purse is $100,000 for three-year-olds and upward. Um, as you know, I lived in Florida for eight years, Ed, met my beautiful wife there. Um, go to the uh, Gotcha Gold. Gotcha Gold is the most experienced, I think, class-wise in this field. He's hooked some good ones. He's hooked Notional, Student Council, Go-Between, Corinthian. He's ran against some really nice horses. He gets regular rider C.C. Lopez back in the irons. Uh, C.C. wrote him in a spend-a-buck. Dueled the whole way and just missed by a head. I look for this horse to improve off that. He's a five-year-old by uh, Coronado's Quest. He's won, almost, he's won over $900,000. This may put him over the uh, million-dollar mark on Saturday. The horse I love with him is It's a Bird. It's a Bird. Uh, beat him last time these two hooked up. Uh, Jermaine bridge hand in the irons for Marty Wolfson. The horse has won three of his last four. He's won six at Calder. 0 for 2 at the distance, though. That's the only bad thing about him. And Hayburn, who won the Holy Bull, I would definitely use underneath of him. This is also Edward Pleza. Um, Chucky Lopez has been riding this horse a little bit. He's getting uh, Manuel Cruz. Look for him to uh, come stalking from off the pace. He hasn't won since he won the Holy Bull. And so I think he may be uh, due for one here. He looks a little bit due. Looks like a prep, yeah. You know, I, I like Gotcha Gold. CC's quite the speed rider. Uh, 
for Edward Place Jr. Uh, doing very well, and you know, CC will, will uh, definitely, uh, CC Lopez will definitely uh, get Gotcha Gold out there to keep it an honest pace. But I keep coming back to It's a Bird. I tried and tried to uh, uh, to actually play the race out. Made a nice middle move. Middle moves actually was third and faded to fourth. Eight for 13 in the money at Calder, Dan, and these guys team up to win 46% together. Dan, can you hang on for one more segment? We'll do your last uh, hot pick of the week. Sure can, it. All right. It is time, and we head out to a break. When we return, we're going to finish up with Dangerous Dan and Professional Handicapping. I'm even going to give out a few myself, and we are going to finish up and pick some winners here on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with ed or his guests the phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. And this is our final segment of the show. Time does fly. Having a very good time. I've got uh, Dangerous Dan. How you doing, Dangerous Dan? How's it happening? I'm doing well. I'll be doing better. Breeze though, a couple touchdown passes for me. <laughs> now you're asking for football. Dan, we got a caller online. Eric from New York is holding Eric. Good evening. Welcome to Winning Ponies. Well, Eric, are you there? Well, I guess he's not dangerous, Dan. Are you there? I'm here. Excellent, excellent. Maybe Eric could call back in, and we can uh, we can get his input as well. We'd uh, we'd like to hear from him. Dangerous, Dan. We've got one more pick from you. Lay it on us quickly. 
In the sense that called her the WL McKnight Handicap Grade 2, $150,000 for three-year-olds and upward. Uh, I love uh, Always First here. Always First, ridden by Renee Douglas for uh, Thomas Voss. Last time Douglas rode his horse was two back in the Sycamore Grade 3 at Keeneland, going a mile and a half. Came from 12 lengths out of it to win by three-quarters of a length. Split horses and just got up. Uh, last race ran in the uh, Red Smith Handicap Grade 2 at Aqueduct. Uh, with a yielding turf course, I don't think the, the, this horse cared for it. Um, putting him on top of uh, Summer Patriot. Summer Patriot, trim a Barkley tag, coming out of a, the Turf Classic Invitational at Belmont. It was a grade one back in September. That horse caught a yielding turf course that day, and I don't think that he cared for it either. Um, Summer Patri- Patriot's original, by the way, um, four-year-old uh, son of an unbridled song. Look for that horse to be coming from off the pace. Uh, could Should run, run an approved effort on a firm track. My third selection here is Hard Top. Hard Top, uh, trained by Top Fletcher, Chris DiCarlo gets, gets the uh, mouth. They're 23% for the year together. That's, uh, pretty, that's a pretty good number there, Dan. That, that, hey, that, what, that what, before a, we go any further, we got Eric back online. Eric, good evening. Welcome to Winning Ponies. Yeah, Mr. Meyer, hi. This is Eric from Staten Island. Um, I caught your show last week, and I thought it was a great show, and I really enjoy it. I was really waiting for a show like this, uh, you know, that talks about handicapping that, uh, you know, I can listen to. Well, I'm really pleased to be working with Winning Ponies. These guys are really good, and they've got their game on tight. I mean, they've got a state-of-the-art system that really makes it easy. I mean, it's tiered level. It's, it's very easy to read. And, I mean, it goes from the novice to the professional player. I'm glad that you really like the show because I'm glad that, you know, you need, no matter how many times I can say it, you need to actually go to the site and take a peek yourself because no matter how many times I tell you, you're really not going to find out for yourself until you actually dial Pony Ponies and find out. We had Jim Cullen a little bit earlier, and he scored big. The biggins are knocking him out. So you're yes, going to I have to that. check it out. I wish I could, you know, my next score, maybe hopefully I'll do something like that like he did. Well, you know what? We can only hope for it. Eric, th- thanks for the call. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you. Bye. All right, Dangerous Dan, wind us up there, my friend. My third, uh, my third. Selection in this race, Ed, is hard top. Uh, top Fletcher, Chris DiCarlo, uh, very uh, high percentage together. Uh, horse needs, uh, is coming off of two efforts off of yielding. Seemed to like it a little bit. I think uh, horse from this horse coming over from Dubai definitely was looking for a firm turf course. If he gets it, I think he could be second or third. I Always first is my play of the weekend, Ed. I, I do agree with you on that one. I do like that one. Dangerous Dan, you were... Not bad last week, and I think it's only going to get better this week. Agreed? Uh, I hope so. And and what what is the update for your Drew Brees? Uh, I have no idea. I have it. I can't see the TV from here. He, uh, Dan, thanks, thanks for the call, in, and, and you are our resident uh, uh, professional handicapper. You turn a profit, and you make it look easy. And uh, I wish you could uh, maybe teach me a little bit of that magic. I, I will do. You know, you, you're only as good as, as the student, Ed. <laughs> you know what? I'll do my best. I, I, and I always, I always, mom always told me to do what I'm told, and that I will listen from guys that are better than me. Dan, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for the selections. I know everybody enjoyed them. Well, thanks, Ed. You have a wonderful day. And you as well, Danny. As dangerous Danny's passing out some winners there. We've had some great callers. They knocked out the trivia question on the first lick. Well, really, it's kind of the second. Uh, but you know what? What a way to take it down. We had John Collins Engelhardt join us, the turf publicist president and we've had a whole lot of fun now it is time to kick off with some real quick turf plays power plays i should say for the weekend and i mean i've got some smokers here 
Tomorrow, we're going to kick it off a little early in the first at Aqueduct. Go with number nine, Stealth Missile. Goes off 12.30 Eastern Time. Number nine, Stealth Missile, 5-2. to two. Mike Maker, Victor LeBron, and they bat 44% together. And today was a sealed sloppy track, so you're going to want to take a look at Stealth Missile. Had a 414 Tomlinson number, and that is incredible. One for one over the slop. And as I said, it was a sealed sloppy track today and goes from Churchill up to Aqueduct. Mike Maker having a string in New York this year. That is that says uh, uh, just a monument about this guy. He just set the record down at Churchill Downs with Julian Lepru and Ken and Sarah Ramsey as owners. Mike Maker, wherever he goes, he saddles winner. The first tomorrow, Aqueduct, Stealth Missile. In the second, you're not going to get much of a price, but take what you can get in the second Aqueduct. That is Captain Bouillard. He's 6-5, to five and it goes off at 12.56 p.m. That is Eastern Time. Ramon Dominguez for Richard Dutrow. They only win 32% together. That is pretty good. And that is, if you were in baseball, you'd get a raise on those numbers. Fresh off of a claim, and Richard Dutrow wins 23% on this move. Second, uh, this two-year-old son of Sky Mesa, I, I, I think is going to get the job done. Shows some speed and has a 426 Tomlinson number. So if it's raining and it's sealed and it's up in New York and it's a little bit sloppy, there are your first two. And I say use winning ponies to actually find the third leg of your early pick three. And that starts tomorrow up at Aqueduct. And then on the weekend, I like in Aqueduct, number 7th on Saturday. I love the three, Drowning Bear, Alan Garcia, and Kieran McLaughlin. They team up together, and they win 27% of the time. Speed, 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 second off of a layoff. That's Aqueduct, 7th race on Saturday. The three, Drowning Bear, Alan Garcia is the pilot. And then in race number 8 at Calder, the La Proviante, a grade 2. I like Habariste. And that is Julian Laparou for Michael Matz. Michael Matz is a trainer among trainers. He actually had a little runner by the name of Barbaro. And they have teamed up once with this mayor, and they've won at Keeneland. And that's not a very easy place to get the job done. Exits off of a layoff since October 19th, and Matz wins 18% of the time. That's in race eight on Saturday at Calder, and that is... Herbariste, and it's Julian Leperu in the irons. Five for six in the money at the distance, 10 for 18 over the green. What more could you ask for? Then I round out in race number 10 at Calder, the W.L. McKnight, a grade two, a mile and a half on the turf. I like Summer Patriot. J.J. Castellano and Barkley tag teaming up together. Last race was a grade one effort at Belmont over a yielding surface. He has been facing better, and his dam has 11 starts. Eight wins, and two of those were stakes winners. So Summer Patriot is looking better and better and better. But once again, you're going to want to take a look at what Winning Ponies has to say and capitalize on multi-race exotics, pick threes, pick fours, pick sixes, everything you can get your hands on because Winning Ponies will be ready to rock and roll. So those are my power plays of the weekend. Once again, we're going to start on Friday in the first at Aqueduct with Stealth Missile, the second in Aqueduct with Captain Booyah. And then on Saturday, Aqueduct seventh race, number three, Drowning Bear, race number eight at Calder, Harborista, and the tenth at Calder, Summer Patriot. Well, time flies when you're talking horses and Thanks to our special guest, John Englehart, and our man with a plan, Dangerous Dan. That's all we have this week, and be sure to tune in each and every Thursday at 8 p.m. That's Eastern Time, or 5 Pacific, to Winning Ponies. Until then, may your winners be many, and your photos be few.
Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thank you.